Hi, thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to all the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Merry Christmas to you all. You filthy animals. (laughs) To celebrate the holiday, we're talking to David Howard Thornton about next year's big Christmas horror movie, Terrifier 3. Today on High on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. He was the first guest on this podcast when we reviewed Terrifier, and now he's back to talk about The Mean One, Terrifier 2, and a little bit about Terrifier 3. David Howard Thornton, (laughs) welcome back to High on Horror. It's great to have you, man. Ah, thank you. It's nice to be back. It's been a little while. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, um, and I I just wanted to start off by saying that uh, you played The Mean One, and we didn't get to talk about that, you know, since, uh, and that was last year. Do you think that that possibly inspired Damien to make Terrifier 3 a Christmas movie? No, no. That's the funny thing is that we, about two years ago, we came up with the idea that we need, we should make Terrifier 3 a Christmas movie. So this is, that was long, long in development. It's like, even when I was filming Mean One, I was like, oh, can't let them know what we're about to do do ourselves so i was just like well i'll just make sure that we're not doing similar kills (laughs) (laughs) right 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 well uh you know terrifier 3 uh actually is your second christmas horror film because you know of the mean one where you're the villain in that as well Uh, you played another silent character in the mean one how challenging (laughs) as an actor is that to have another role that depends on your physical acting and expressions but also be different from art it, it was definitely challenging, but you know I'm very familiar with the Grinch character anyway. Because uh, for five years of my life, I toured as the understudies to Stephen Carl's Grinch in the national tour, the the musical version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, okay. So you know I, I I know that character very very well, and I knew ways to make him different from art, because especially the way he was um, written in the script, he's more like a Bigfoot character. So I wanted to be more beastly with them that way with my physicality and uh now you've played the grinch uh you've played the joker uh is there any other characters that you'd like to portray oh gosh of course i mean there's so many characters i don't even know of i want to portray yet because i haven't been written i guess but um (laughs) i have always wanted to do a a a, like a stage version of the nightmare before christmas i would love to play jack skellington that but um, oh that'd be amazing yeah, other than that, I, I've really wanted someone to redo the mask and do it as the original um, comics, how it was, where it was very dark and violent and gory and all that fun stuff. And I would love to play That'd that character awesome. as well, yeah. And uh, you ha- you keep going through the makeup process. Uh, are you finding it any easier each time you're doing it? Yeah, I, I've gotten so used to it. It's, you know, each makeup job is different from the other ones, too. Like, for instance, like for Mean One, like the, the prosthetic I was wearing over my nose had no uh, air holes in it. They they oh. tried to drill some in there for me, but they just couldn't really do it effectively. So it, it kind of sucked. It felt like I had a cold the whole entire time. So I was having to breathe through my mouth. Uh, now, but you know, after doing that, I understand why Jim Carrey talked the way he did in that in the Grinch movie because that's basically how I sounded talking anyway to people. Like, <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, it's like that. Just when your your nose is just closed off like that, you just talk like that. So I'm like, oh, well, I see why he did this now. That makes perfect sense. 
Yeah, totally. Um, and, and here at High on Horror, we're always down for a good Christmas slasher. I've seen online, though, that there's a handful of people who are kind of bitching and complaining that Terrifier is moving away from Halloween and happening at or around Christmas time. Is that something you and Damien anticipated? And what's your thoughts on switching the holidays around? Oh, we know people are always upset over something. You know, you can't please everybody. But, you know, it's like we just wanted to put them in a different environment. And it, the way the story goes, it, it works very well for it. And, and, and there's a reason it's all happening on Christmas. It's explained in the in the script. And so it it makes sense once we get there. It's It's definitely... Definitely a narrative element of it all. So, <laughs> well, we're excited to shit for you. Shit oh, yeah. for it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. It's like, and it puts art in a different situation because you know, on the Halloween, he can walk around as as he is, and no one thinks anything of it. It's just another guy wearing a costume. You know, during the holiday season, it's a little bit different. You have a guy walking around in a clown costume. You know, he's going to be noticed. So he's got to be a little bit more clever about how he gets around this time around. And uh, getting into Terrifier 2 here, of course, the thing everybody talks about is the bedroom scene. Mm-hmm. How long did that take to film? <laughs> that took, oh, God, when we started filming it, like, right before COVID, and we, what we had filmed, we, we filmed, like, the beginning part where I run into the bedroom and I, I toss her onto the bed, and we started filming part of the the kill scene there, but it just wasn't meeting up to our standards, and then COVID happened and Damien had more time to um, build the prosthetics like he wanted to. And, and so he went back to the drawing board and we reworked the whole scene and went crazy with it. And so when we went to finally go back and film it, it took about a five days for us to film all that. And it was right before oh, Christmas yeah. back in um, 2020. So that was... That was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was very cold, but it was a lot of fun because we, we had that time. We, we budgeted it so we could like could stretch it out that week so we wouldn't be, feel like we were being rushed to do everything so we could really take our time and do this kill the way we needed to do it. Yeah, and uh, after Terrifier 2 and the, the bedroom scene, despite the brutality, it seems that instead of facing backlash, the popularity of the franchise and you as an actor and art as the character all skyrocketed. How does that feel? Like, that's amazing. It felt pretty good. I, I can't complain there. You know, it's like we went from being like a, you know, like an underground cult film with part one to being like mainstream with part two. So it's just like it. That was pretty wild when you when you have you know Stephen King tweeting about you and Howard Stern talking about you and you know even Hideo Kojima out there in Japan posting yeah. stuff about Terrifier. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> and now this past yeah, year, I, I saw so, uh, like even myself just walking around my neighborhood in Queens, I saw uh, a few Art the Clown costumes, and I'm like, this is so wild. That's awesome. <laughs> And uh, you were t- talking about the cult status of the first one. Uh, did you feel any nerves or pressure coming into the second one after after the cult status of the first one? No, not at all. I, I felt pretty confident going into part two because it was such a good, solid script. I was like, yeah, this is going to be fun. I, I knew from the get-go that the audiences were going to love it. I was like, my, my big thing was I was telling Damien even before we started filming and I was like, it, we got to make sure this is seen in theaters. Cause it's going to be one of those movies. that's going to be a great, um, audience movie, you know, that you can see with an audience that people are having fun and stuff like that. And 
And I was like, I think, you know, if we can get this in theaters, it's going to really change the game for us. And luckily that was able to happen. We didn't know that was going to be able to happen, but, you know, it happened for us. Amazing. Yeah, and then, and then you got in the theaters, and then even after that got extended to more theaters. Yeah, that was insane. We were only supposed to be in, like, 500 theaters for three days, and we ended up being on thousands of theaters for six weeks. So it was yeah, like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's the little, little film that could. No one expected that. And uh, you had mentioned about the uh, film being shut down during COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, did you find any problems coming back to the project after being gone for so long? No, not really. I mean, we we were we had such a, a small crew anyway, so <coughs> it wasn't that big of a problem for us. We we just kept it small and safe on set. So I mean, really, no no big problem. Uh, did you have a favorite film that you see? Uh, I'm sorry, favorite scene that you guys filmed? Yeah, I would say my I it's between two of them. It's the I really love doing the uh, the costume shop scene because that's where you know art really gets to play around and just mess around with people. I love anytime I get a scene to do that kind of stuff. I love I that's that's my bread and butter right there. That gives me a chance to really just flex my muscles and. Um, and the other one would be the uh, Clown Cafe scene. That was just a lot of fun. We filmed that <laughs> the week before the pandemic shut us down. So that was, we didn't realize at the time, you know, what was about to happen. But we, we were going out and partying every single night with all the all the extras we had and stuff like that. So it was, a, it was a party all week. We had so much fun doing that scene. And yeah, it was, it was just great. You know, it's not every day you get to shoot a Tommy gun and a flamethrower in the same day. So <laughs> like, that was awesome. Uh, the costume shop, you with the sunglasses. Did you think that that would become as big as it has? Like, I feel like that's like the number one <laughs> meme from the movie. No, we had no idea. I mean, especially because like with that, that was all improv. That was Damien just brought in a big like box of different glasses, put them on that rack. And I just went down that whole entire side of them, just doing different things, every pair of glasses that was on there. And they just picked and choose whatever was going to be in the film. There's so much extra stuff that's not in there. I, I'm playing with all the props around like whoopee cushions and fake cigars and poop <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm just, <laughs> I was having fun. It was just like, Oh, who knows what's going to make it into the film, but you know, we're just going to have fun with this, but we, we didn't expect it. Especially the sunflower glasses. We did not expect those to like really catch on like they did. And uh, for the third film, uh, somehow you guys were able to top the taint saw scene from the first film. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> how do you top like the second film? Like each time, like yeah. I think it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember who, who we had on. It was like, oh yeah, the second one. That film. Is, or, th or that scene's going to be topped, and we're like, how? And yeah. Craig Lloyd Run. Craig, yep, Craig. We, yeah. we had Craig on, and he was telling us, oh, that's topped like four times in this film, and we're like, how? <laughs> I mean, it was, and now it's just like, how do you do that all again? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in part three. <laughs> I mean, we got some interesting things in store, I can definitely say for sure. I mean, I, I think it's funny. We already have controversy around around the movie over just the teaser trailer that we released. <coughs> Which I, I think yeah, that's, is hysterical. that's funny. It's hysterical. And People are like, oh my god, they're going to kill a kid. I'm like, but are you new to horror movies? <laughs> but are you new well, to you know, any kind of like Disney movies even and stuff like that? You know, like, 
on like yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, you know, it's just like kids get killed in horror movies all the time. That's what I was explaining to some coworkers when the movie when Terrifier Two got re-released. I was there at the theater to get a poster, and I was talking mm-hmm. to everybody at my job about it. And I was the only person there who'd ever seen it. Like nobody, everyone else there is, you know, if they listen, they're going to be a little offended. But they're kind of vanilla. They don't really do anything, you know, like that. Yeah. They don't watch gory things or things like that. And I was <laughs> explaining it to them. And then once I brought it up to them, like I guess you know, Google listened to their phones or whatever, because then they start like, oh, this is on Facebook. I'm getting ads for this, and they're like, is he going to kill a kid in this movie? And I'm like, because <laughs> you never, <laughs> you know, and I'm like. I'm like, if anything, that probably will happen. Sure. I was like, these movies, they push the bar. That's kind of the point. That's yeah. why fans are attracted to it. And they're like, yeah. you know, you don't think that people are sick watching that stuff? And I'm like, no, it's fake. I was like, I was like, here's a picture of the dude at a con with my kids. I was like, it's fine. It's a movie, you know? <laughs> it's not real, folks. It's just not real. It's like... I mean, the whole premise of, like, you know, Friday the 13th, not Friday the 13th, uh, uh, Freddy, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, is that he was a child killer. <laughs> it's just Thank like, that's you. the thing. Hello. It's, it's like, you, you look at, you know, a child's play, Chucky, you know, he's Andy. He's trying to kill a kid <laughs> the whole entire movie. It's and just, possess him. Yeah. You look at uh, Pet Cemetery. That's the whole premise of Pet Cemetery is, you know, Gage. You know, they kill off this toddler. I mean, even the first terror, uh, not first, first terrifier, but like uh, All Hallows Eve, mm-hmm. he killed kids. That's right. It's, yep. The beheading. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? And it's, uh, it's, Children of the Corn. We could keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so many, so many where kids die. It's just, that's, it's like, come on. It's just like, yeah. yeah. It's just, but I, I think they're afraid we're going to show a little kid getting killed or something like that. So I'm like, ah, I, I'm not going to say yay or nay on that because I mean, we haven't done <laughs> it yet, so I have no idea. <laughs> Look, I want people throwing up in theaters again. Whatever oh, happens. Oh, there's, now, there's definitely a scene in part three, at least in the, the version of the script I read, I was just, I was kind of going, oh my God, that that's... <laughs> I, 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 I oh, know wow. I know Damien's rewriting a little bit of that scene right now, so I don't know what he's doing with it. But um, if he keeps that part in there, I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> and it no, takes a lot uh, for me to go, oh. People act like, the, like you're actually killing the kid. That's the thing. It's like, this is a movie. It's not real. They're not killing the kid yeah. for real. The kid's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, you're just having just a ton of fun with the character, man. And oh, uh, yeah. I got to be honest, like as as a horror fan, like, and I'm not one of those. I'm not trying to swing my horror dick and like, oh, I'm this hardcore horror fan. That's I don't I don't do that. I don't brag. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is just that I. Um, I, I've been watching horror my whole life and I see them come and go, dude. I've seen the rise of Leslie Vernon. I fucking love the rise of Leslie Vernon, but he was the, yes. And he was, he was the horror icon that never came to be. And then it's kind of the same thing with Victor Crowley. I love Adam green. I love Victor Crowley, but nope, never, never hit that mainstream. And now it's like, I'm seeing cartoon drawings of Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Chucky, you and Jigsaw, and I'm like, God damn, two movies in, and you broke that mold like quick, like you know what I mean? Like that's that's just phenomenal. You just never know what's gonna you know grab people. I mean, there are so many other slashers and other movies that came out you know before us that totally were deserving of you know possible icon status. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at 
the the one that really broke my heart, which I thought had a lot of potential, especially with the actor that was playing him, was the Bye Bye Man. It was just like that movie, especially. Oh when, yeah. Because uh, Jenna, you know, that was Terror in Part One. She was in the Bye Bye Man. She was the psychic girl mm-hmm. in that, and you know, she left us two days later on go film Bye Bye Man. So you know, when we're filming Terrifier, she was telling all, me all about Bye Bye Man, what all was going to be about. And, and then I see the movie. I'm like, "Where's all that stuff you were talking about?" It's like, "Oh yeah, the studio cut most of that out because they decided to make it PG-13." Uh, and I'm like, "Oh, Mike," and it neutered it neutered that script because it explained the character so much more. You know, just fleshed him out more. And I'm, it's a shame because God, that character had so much potential. You know, with Doug Jones playing him, there's so much he could have done with it too. Like, oh my God. <laughs> But that's that's, a that's one. the yeah, thing. That's sure. what happens when you get the stupid Hollywood system in there. They, all those producers get in there and they start, you know, neutering everything because they're like, they they want to play everything safe. And that's what you know, you know, with Terrifier three. I know there's that. Um, there have been articles written that they're saying Hollywood pulled money from Terrifier three because it's so. So violent and blah 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 and like no it's actually the opposite of what happened hollywood approached us like all these major studios like major major studios were approaching us and wanting to give us money to make the movie but they wanted control uh-huh. and we knew that they were not going to allow steven film the first five minutes of the movie there's like no they're they're, they're going to butcher everything it's like no we can't do that we can't go back from what we've been doing because we know this works. We know this is what the audiences are there for. You know, Terrifier has got a certain pedigree, I guess you could say, a certain standard that we're supposed to stick to. And yeah. we can't pull back from that. If we pull back from that, we're betraying the fans. We're selling out to Hollywood, and we can't do that. So Damien said no. Uh, we almost went, the, you know, the self-funding route again. But, you know... Um, then a verse, you know, who Cynodyne, when we originally signed with them, they were like, here, we'll just give you the money. Go ahead and do the movie that you want to make. No, that's and amazing. There you go. They're not, can't, you can't, know, can't ask for more. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're letting us just do our thing. They believe in us. They trust us. And so that's what we're going to do. And so, yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, we have a great budget, especially compared to the, the, the past two films. But I'm like, yeah, we could have had an even bigger budget. But at what cost? You know, it's like I, I'd rather have right. the budget we have and be able to do what we want to do instead of, you know, having, you know, $10 million plus and being handcuffed the whole entire time. But like, nope, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. You know, that's, that's, that's amazing, you know, and obviously I, I absolutely commend Damien for that and, and you and for doing that yeah. because you're right, there is a certain pedigree to stick to and you got to think, man, you guys came this far without the help of studios. You don't yeah. need it. I mean, I know, like you said, yeah. maybe you would have a bigger budget, but you succeeded, you proved that you don't need the big studio to break through. So it's kind of like, and, and, and also the low budget that adds to that grit. That's that grindhouse that people love yeah. that feel to those movies. And I feel that that a high polished like James Wan version of Terrifier just wouldn't cut it. I really do. I don't yeah. think I love James Wan, but I don't you know that polished oh, you know, it's just that polished look I don't think would go yeah. for Terrifier. So I think everything yeah. about it just just works. And uh you know, I know it's way too early early for spoilers and we talked a little bit about it already. So if you can't tell us more about Terrifier 3, what can we expect from Terrifier 3? 
Well, I, I can say a few things. Of course, everybody now knows it's a Christmas movie. So that's 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 the biggest thing that was that's because there's so much we can do with that concept. There's so much so much room to play and have fun with that. So that's what I'm really excited about. But what what I'm really more excited about this is we're finally able to flesh out Victoria's character a lot more than we were able to do in the first film with her coming back. And this is one of those things that we didn't originally plan on happening. It is. And I, I like to thank James Wan for this because our original ending for terrifier two, we shot this and it was the, um, with her in, in the, in the same asylum. And then the movie Malignant comes out and their ending, their big twist with the, the face in the back of the head was basically what we had already filmed almost, you know, like, looked almost exactly the same it was like oh god no and, and but because of that ending we were going to have to kill off victoria eventually it was like okay you know my art's head's growing out the back of her head so for art to come back we're gonna have to kill her so he can come back mm. but now she's given birth to art's head so she could be there and now she's been taken over by the pale girl or whatever you know that entity that's possessing you know that that whatever that is and now we have a lot more we can do with Victoria because we love working with Samantha so much. She's so much, so much fun to work with. And I know she and I are going to have a blast in part three together because she, she, she and I have a lot to, a lot of screen time together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're, de we're definitely looking forward to it. Uh, we want to thank you again for uh, joining us today to talk about Terrifier 2, Mean One, and, little bit of terrifier three uh besides terrifier three do you have any other uh projects that you're working on yeah of course well if, you know like I, I always like to mention you know mean one's been re-released and all that good stuff so that's a good good thing to look at during the holiday season it's a fun film you know so it's very it's not like terrifier i always like to explain to people it's it's like the hallmark channel made a horror movie it's very campy and <laughs> tongue in cheek so it's like don't go in there expecting terrifier go if you go in there just expecting camp and silliness, then you're going to have fun watching it. Um, but other than that, I at least have two more movies coming out next year that I can talk about. Um, there's some other stuff I have been working on, but I'm not allowed to talk about them yet. But uh, one of them is called The Dead Place, and it's um, another low-budget independent film funded by the fans. Uh, I play this character called the new kid in that, and I actually talk in this movie for once, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> I actually had to awesome. like, oh God, i got to memorize lines again? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I had it easy. You know, with, with Most of the films I do, I play silent characters. Like, God, this is so nice. I just show up and do my thing. I don't have to sit there and just sit there and memorize scripts all day. But so yeah, that was fun. Um, and the other one is called Stream, and they've already released a teaser trailer for that one. Um, it's with the Terrifier Two team. Like Damien did the practical effects for it, so these kills are really good kills. Um, but the, our cast in this is amazing. It's like it's a who's who of horror movie actors, pretty much. I mean, like we have like Felissa Rose, Dave Sheridan, Daniel Roebuck. Uh, Daniel Harris, D. Wallace, Jeffrey Combs, Tony Todd. There's plenty of other people I'm not allowed to name yet because there's surprises in the film. So it's 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 a fun film, and I, I play one of the killers in that. He's another silent character too, but it's 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 got this potential to be a really cool franchise too. So I'm I'm really excited for people to see that one. 
Yeah, that's been in development for a while, I think, now. Because I think we, yeah. when we had uh, Fuzz on the Lens on, I think about two years ago, that I think it was just kind of started to get going at that point. Yeah. And it we, seems like an awesome concept. Yeah, we yeah. started filming that back at, um, God, early 2021. We started filming that, you know, during the pandemic. And it was just one of those off and on things. I think, you know life got away from some people for a while and stuff like that you know like one of the fuzz guys got married and you know mike had his kids and stuff like that so it's like a lot of distractions so we were filming it off and on over these past two years so but we finally finished it and it's looking good yeah the trailer looks look looks really yeah. promising it's that like interactive just, right yeah it's 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 like a you know yeah it has a game show type of feel to it so it's 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 fun. It's a fun concept. I think people are going to have a fun time watching. I I mean I had fun being on set with this thing because I'm <laughs> I'm on set with all these people. You know I watched in movies growing up. I'm like I can't believe I'm just hanging out with these people in a hotel, and we're making a movie together. So awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, where where can people keep up with you online? Yeah, you can uh, find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Threads now under David Howard Thornton. All right. And again, thank you for uh, joining us again today. I'm sure we'll talk to you again probably when Stream or Terrifier 3 comes out. Yeah, there'll be more to talk about. (laughs) Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas Christmas. to you guys, and happy new fear to you as well. Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. Thank you again to David Howard Thornton for joining us today. And uh, join us in the new year. And our first episode will be on The Puppet Man. And we'll talk with writer and director Brandon Christensen. Uh, follow us online at High on Horror 420 at Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, TikTok. I think that's all of them. Email us your PPA questions, puff, puff, ask at highonhorror420 at gmail.com. Uh, and check out our website highonhorror.com for this episode and previous episodes I guess if you, if you didn't know about the website probably not listen to the website here, but if you want to see our bios yeah. read some handwritten reviews you know a lot of stuff on the website it's got check everything. it out yeah. it's, for the, it's for the kids <laughs> no it's not <laughs> it's not for the kids don't let your kids watch it we're terrible people you're terrible you're the one that's, suggesting it that's fair I am terrible uh, I guess that'll about wrap her up Catch you later. Bye, everybody. See you next week.